0: Welcome to Shelter Church. We are a Holy Spirit-anchored, Spirit-filled, led, and directed. We believe that God has good plans for your life, your family, and together for us as a community. Be Spirit-filled, led, and directed. Paid the price for all of us. He paid it all. There's nothing, there's no debt that that, that is still there for for God to, to be paid. He paid it. Oh, he has paid it. Oh, so please write it down. The propitiation. P r o p i t i a t i o n. Then we're gonna start with the book of First John chapter two, verse two. Let us go there. First John chapter two, verse two. If you are there, just say, amen. just say amen. So you get to understand something that Jesus Christ has paid the price for all of us. I hope you get. But what happens as we continue to live, especially when we didn't grow up in a setup whereby we are taught the principalities of being a Christian, or being taught how to live a Christian life. I also get it because when you live in an African um, nation or when you live in an African ca- countries, you get to find out that when we grow up, that we are not taught the right doctrine. I ought to get. We are not taught the right way to be able to follow Jesus Christ. We are taught to go to church and pray, but we are not. Most of the time, we are not taught to obey. Even though we are taught to obey, but we are not taught to obey God in the right way because the obedience that we are taught was the obedience to fear the Lord, which is good. You must fear the Lord. To fear the Lord is to worship Him. But the fearing of the Lord was leading us into condemnation and leading us to liberty. I ought to get. So we are taught the wrong obedience because we, we we they will teach us to fear the lord but the fear was not to be able to approach the lord was to always distance yourself because you don't want to do something wrong that will make you to be punished because the the the, the obedience that they were giving us was if you don't obey god you are going to be punished i altogether which is wrong god does not punish anyone when you read the book of come on somebody can you please hands for Daphne? hallelujah 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 you are on record. you uh, are gonna post it on our podcast. But anyway, it's fine. <laughs> so um, you get to understand that that's what it used to happen like that. But God is leading us into this new environment to understand that we are not. When we are corrected, we it's not because we are punished. Are you all care. When we are, are, are corrected, we must not go to a point of condemnation because condemnation is the greatest sin. Condemnation is there. Greater sin so when we read the book of 1 John chapter two, verse two, it says he himself is the propitiation for our sins, not for our own for our ours only, but also for the whole world. so Jesus Christ didn't die only for you, but he died for the whole world, even those who are living in the world but in their sinning, Jesus Christ died for them, I ought to get. But will Jesus Christ force them to receive the salvation? No, He will never do that. Jesus Christ will never force anyone to receive salvation. So we go to a point whereby we are trying to modernize salvation. You can never modernize salvation. I ought to get. The moment when you modernize salvation, it loses its ancient power. What you So Jesus Christ died for everyone, but as a generation that we are living in right now, and as we are living in the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, you will never be in a point whereby we modernize salvation. Salvation will always be the same. Receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and your sins will be forgiven. Share Jesus Christ with your neighbor so that the kingdom of God can advance. So the main business of being a born-again Christian is to be a witness to your neighbor. Are you praying for your neighbor? When was the last time you prayed for your neighbor That's the question. I ought to get. so you must understand that Jesus Christ didn't only die for you. Let me put this way. when was the last time you prayed for the environment that you are living in? Because some of the things are not moved by men, they are moved by prayer. By move, they are moved when the light comes, things that are continuating your environment, they don't have a choice, they have to move because you have invited the light to come in. So, as I said again, Jesus Christ is our tournament. Jesus Christ is died for us. Jesus Christ paid it all for us. So when we read the book of Peter, chapter 2, verse 8 to 10, let us go then. First Peter chapter 2 verse 8 to 10. Please write it down. Remember as a chase, we focus on the word, we focus on the, the word. We focus on the word, a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense. Listen to that, ne? The stumbling being disobedience to the word. A stone of stumbling, a rock of offense. The stumble, they, they stumble, being the disobedience to the word, to which they also were appointed. To which they were also what appointed, ne? But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were, who once were not a people but are now the people of God, who had not ob- 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 obtained the mercy but now have obtained the, the mercy. I want to us to go back. So, Apostle Peter is talking about the Pharisees. That they knew the scriptures. I ought to get it. They had the scriptures. They even invited Jesus Christ to the temple to read the scripture. And what did Jesus Christ do? He chose, he chose the book of Isaiah. And he read it. I ought to get ne? He read the book of Isaiah. Telling them that he was the Messiah. But even though he told them that he was the Messiah. They could not get it in their head. So they, were, they, 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 they had a stone of stumbling. They, they, the, the rock that they rejected. It was an offense to them why because they were moving in the flesh and not in the spirit i go to get they, they 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 thought that they owned the scriptures I love how John puts, he says, looking, you looking, you will look for him in the scriptures, but you won't find him. Why? Because without the spirit, without the spirit of the Lord, the scriptures cannot come to life. You need to carry the spirit of the Lord for the scriptures to come to life to you. That's why you find religion, they cannot understand what we talk about when we speak about tongues, when we talk about miracles. They, they've been having the Bible for ages, but they cannot manifest the scriptures to come to reality because the scriptures can only manifest to reality when we have the spirit of the Lord. So if we do not uh, acknowledge the power of the Holy Spirit, then the word of God becomes a stumbling block to us. It becomes a rock of offense. And altogether, then we become disobedient to the word of God because when we read it, we read it with, an, with canal eyes. We don't read it according to the word. Uh, we don't read it according to the spirit. We don't desire to be one with it. We don't say, Lord, I don't know how Peter did it. I don't know how Peter walked on water. But Lord, also I want to experience the same miracles that he experienced. We don't have the desire to say, Lord, I don't know how Jesus Christ healed the blind man. But Lord, if the spirit of the Lord lives within me, I also want to touch people and I want them to be healed. I want to touch people and I want whatever that has been working in them to start being, 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 being tormented by the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes people, they think deliverance is easy. Sometimes when deliverance comes, some things must be shaken. Even your flesh will, re, will respond. Because deliverance is taking pl- place. Because the enemy is like, I want to push you far. I don't want you to pray. So I want to make things around you that will distract you to continue to seek him. I ought to get But look look at this. Look at this. Says, but you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. So, Peter is reminding the Jewish who were there and he's reminding the Gentiles that were there that remember who you are. That you guys, you, you, you are not working in disobedience because now you have the Lord Jesus Christ as they, your representative. You have the Lord Jesus Christ as your king and as your priest. I ought to get. Ne? He, he answers very well, but you are a chosen generation. You, you, you should not live according to how they used to live. Christ came so that you may receive liberty. You are a chosen generation. You shall shall not experience the rock of offense. Are we we all together? You shall not be in a point whereby you walk in disobedience. Why? Because you carry the spirit of the Lord. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praise of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. So you are called to, 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 God wants to boast with you. God wants to boast with you, God wants His glory to be shown in you, but for you for it to happen, you must remember who you are. That's what Peter is saying here. Peter is reminding them who they are in Christ. He's just saying, "Do you know who you are? Yes, you've been living in among the priests who who've been teaching you this law that they themselves were not keeping. I ought to get let me say something. I cannot be here as a minister and teach about holiness, but I don't hunger and thirst for holiness. The Holy Spirit will deal with me, I'm telling you. I cannot come here and teach about something that I don't cry to God. God, teach me to work on this part. Teach me to tithe. Teach me to offer. I The same thing that I preach, I cry to God also to work in me. I don't just come here and teach and teach. No, the word that God gives me is also for me, not only for the congregation. I ought to get it. Also, it starts with me, where God is dealing with me and correcting me and disciplining me. I ought to get it. I hope you are with me, eh? Who once were not a people, but are now the people of God who had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy. You must understand that mercy is there. If 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 I like how I like how I read the story of, of, of Jonah. Jonah goes to Nineveh. He expected God to punish the people of Nineveh. But he forgot he for he 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 forgot. Actually, no, he didn't forget. He knew that God had mercy, but he wanted God to punish. The people of Nineveh, I want to get, but God what he, what he wanted was a repentance heart. sometimes we are the, we are our own individuals whereby we are blocking the presence of the Lord to really move in our areas because what we are doing, listen to me and listen to the microphone, what we are doing, we are focusing on bigger stuff than little stuff. You, you, you are looking at the bigger picture, but God says, I want to start with a small puzzle if you can if we can start there, we will start to see where we are going. You're looking at the bigger picture, but God says, have you dealt with your heart? Have you dealt with that addiction? Have you dealt with that fear? Have you dealt with it? Are you willing to understand that it takes small milestones to get to the bigger picture? So that's what the Apostle Peter is saying to them. Oh, hey. You, you worrying about ritual you still want to do the ritual things you still want to you you still want us to to to, to slaughter lambs so that your sins can be cleansed no there, there's a final cleansing the blood of Jesus Christ that has cleansed you eternal he has paid it all for us I all altogether listen to this Romans chapter five verse eight Romans chapter five verse eight I hope you're with me Romans chapter five verse eight but God Abba Father, but God, Abba Father, am um, demonstrated his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners Christ died for us. As I said from the beginning, some of us we didn't know about Jesus Christ. We we used to go to church. We used to know that God exists. We used to know the name God, but we didn't know that Jesus Christ exists. We didn't know that there was a man, there was a man who went to the cross, who died for us so that we may have this and freedom that we may be having right now. We didn't know. But God, who demonstrated his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for us. While we were still sinners. Before you came to him, he knew you by name. Some of you, you think Jesus Christ just, he started, he's starting to know you now. No, no. While you were still in the club, while you were still fornicating, while you were still sinning, Jesus Christ was there. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will intercede for us with groanings that are ununderstandable. The Holy Spirit was praying for you. The blood of Jesus Christ was crying because Jesus Christ died for everyone. From the beginning, He died for everyone. He's the Alpha and Omega. I go to before you existed, ooh, I love how um, God speaks to Jeremiah. And I knew you before you had, you, you had to be formed to, in, in your mother's womb. I knew you and I called you a prophet. I hold together. So some of us, we, lack, we, we let the enemy to, 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 to make us to feel small. But I'm here to remind you that you are bigger than one you think you are. And that when God corrects you, he does not correct you because he, does not, he doesn't love you. He corrects you because he's saying, hey, I have a bigger plan for you. You have something in your hand that you think is the legit thing. But I want you to give it to me so I can give you a better thing. But that's not going to happen if you don't know The love that I have demonstrated to you at the cross. But when you know the love that I have demonstrated for you at the cross, you get to surrender easily. I always tell my wife that prayer is surrender. Prayer is not begging for God to intervene in your life. No. Prayer is saying, Lord, I cannot do it without you. Prayer is when you cry to Lord and Lord. Prayer is when you are a man, a big man, but towards your father you cry like a baby. That's how God wants us to approach him. Some, some, some of you, you, want, you think God wants you to approach him with a, with a bonus heart. No, no, no. He wants you to be a child. That's why Jesus that's why just crosses the kingdom of God belongs to the children. And he says, you must be like children towards him. But when you forget to be a child to God, then God cannot provide for you. God cannot minister his fatherhood towards you. God cannot be a father to the fatherless. If, As a nation, we cannot embrace him as a father and come to the throne of grace and mercy and say, Lord, we were, we were once sinners, but we choose to die for ourselves. We choose to be little children again and worship you like we don't know nothing and worship you that we don't know the scripture that we know. But we say, Lord, empty us of ourselves so that we may be, we may be full of you. It's a daily thing. listen to this first John chapter one, verse two. I hope you are there first John chapter one, verse two. Are we there? The life was manifested. the life was manifested, and we have seen it and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father was manifested to us. The life was manifested. And we have seen it and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father was manifested to us. Listen to this. So this is apostle John, he's talking to the to, to the Gentiles. That we, we 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 have seen him. Are we all together? The life that you think was lost. Are we all together? We have seen it. We have seen just Christ with our own eyes. He has appeared unto us. Now we believe that the life that was in our father has manifested unto us. All together. So do, do you still, oh, this is where God wants us to take us. Um, 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 you must understand something. You cannot believe what you know. You can only believe what you don't know. So God wants us to really believe on this name of Jesus Christ. God wants us to believe in this name of Jesus. He wants it to be a reality to us. To be a tangible thing. To be able to feel the glory of the Lord in us. I ought to to be what a, a tangible thing. God wants us to, to, to really have this relationship with Jesus Christ, to really not be afraid to mention His name, whether in public or in private. God wants it to be a tangible thing. God wants this life that was that manifested in the days of the disciples also to manifest in us. And how will it manifest in us? We must continue to declare the eternal life which was with the Father. We must continue to do what? To declare the eternal life that was with the Father. So this life that is eternal, that God wants us to have. This eternal life God wants to burn in us. You must be ready to burn for God. When you are ready to burn for God, then things have to burn from you. But when you are not ready to burn for God, things cannot be burned from you. God wants to consume things from your life. God wants you to make you a burning bush. The intention of the burning bush was not for Moses to see it. The intention of the burning bush was for Moses to be like the burning bush. That's why God comes to Moses and says, Hey, take off your shoes for the place that you are in. It is holy. So God wants us to to express this manifestation that he has for us. Because he has paid it all. So I want you to write this down. I want you to write this down. From sinner to winner. From sinner to winner. And who is a sinner? It is you. Because the Bible says whoever does not acknowledge that he's a sinner, he's, he, he he lies. He's a liar unto God. I ought to get it. So you are a sinner. I ought to get ne? You are a sinner who is who is of in need of a savior. So from a sinner to a winner. So you must understand when you... We're not, when you are not having the spirit of the Lord, you used to be what? You used to be a, a sinner. But when you receive the spirit of the Lord, you become a winner. You become a champion. The Bible says he is our champion. The Bible says he is our what? Our champion. So you are a winner. So it is like this, Basil. I hope you can get what I'm saying right now. You are already declared a winner without you even having to start the race. That's how powerful God loves you. You have not even started the race, but you are a a winner. So that's how God trusts you when he puts. Remember, God could not trust anyone to put his spirit in. But when you become born again, the Holy Spirit now goes into you and it declares all the goodness and the promise of the Lord that he has for you. So you move from being a sinner into a winner. You change titles. You move from being a loser to become a champion. And you have not even entered the ring. But you are called a, a winner altogether. So you are a winner. Can someone say, that, I am a winner? Come on, somebody. Uh, you can say it better than that. I am a, a winner. Come on, somebody. You can say it better than that. I can't hear you. Say, I am a winner. I want your neighbors to hear you. I want your neighbors to hear you. I want the k Chiefs fans to hear you. Ah, come on, somebody. I am a, a winner, ne? I am a a winner in Christ Jesus, my Lord. In Christ Jesus, my Lord. You are qualified to be a winner. Come on, somebody. I hope you hear what I'm saying. So today I'm speaking to winners. Today you must remember that he paid it all. That you are a a winner. Listen to this. Romans chapter 6 verse 8. Romans chapter 6 verse 8. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Come on, somebody. Now, if we die with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Him. Let me tell you something: a man who does not, who is not afraid of death, he is dangerous to the devil. Come on, somebody! You are the moment you you no longer fear death. The moment you no longer fear fear. Ah, you are dangerous to even demons they fear you because they know that you know that you are already dead that it's no longer you who live but Christ lives in you that the life that you live in the Son of God you live it by faith they know I want to get, they know that this man is not afraid of death because he knows that he's already died with him. now if we die with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. we believe. Together. So when we believe that we have already done with Christ, we are not afraid what the enemy is gonna throw at us. We are not afraid of the enemy what he's gonna do against us. We stand boldly. The Bible says when you read the Proverbs twenty-eight verse one that the righteous are like a, like a, a lion who is bold, but the wicked run. The wicked run even though they are not chasing, but the righteous stands boldly like a lion. Let me put it in a correct way. I hold together. So you are a winner. So at the moment when you received Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, you were united with Him in His death. At the moment, please write this down. At the moment when you received Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, you were united with Him in His death. You were united with Him in His death. So you share the stripes of our Lord Jesus Christ. You share the stripes of our Lord Jesus Christ. So your old self was crucified. Your old self was crucified. Your emotions, come on somebody. Your mentality, come on somebody. Your desires of the flesh are all together. Ne? Ne? They, they have to be crucified. That's why the, when you read the book of Galatians, it says, crucify the desires of your flesh and your passions. If you're not willing to... to 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 to, to You know the flesh is so nice, Bazalwane. Let me go deeper. Ne? Being in love... Chick flicks movies is so nice. I are mean, you all together? Ne? You, you we, we all want to walk in that area whereby we have butterflies, whereby we can daily stay in the spirit of lust. But that's where God wants you to live. He wants you to die. He wants you. It doesn't mean you're going to be a robot. No, no. You become a person who functions in the spirit and not in the flesh. Your old self was crucified. The love you once lived is gone. And you are set free from the penalty of sin and shame. And condemnation. So the aim of the enemy is to shame you. The aim of the enemy is to do what? Is to shame you. But the aim of God is to embrace you into his marvelous light. Daily, no matter how weak you are, I like how Paul says, Paul says um, Paul says for his grace is sufficient for me. His grace is what? Is sufficient for me. So when I am weak, I am strong in him. I all together, But the grace that is sufficient, you can never experience it until you go to trust and tribulations. For you to acknowledge that he's a healer, you must get first get sick. Then you acknowledge that he healed me. Not panado. I'm not advertising Panadu as a lot. But he healed me. For you to acknowledge that he was the one who was fighting for you. You must first enter the battle the battle areas or the battlefield. Then you will know that he was the one who gave me victory. So you can never know that he is mighty if you have never you, if, if you do, you can never be Gideon if you've never seen his mighty hands working in your life. You can never be, you can never call God deliverer unless you are Moses. So you, you must go to a point whereby you are you can you can be able to relate with Moses and say, Lord, you have delivered me. I was in a mess, but you delivered me. I was in addiction, but you are delivering me. I was in in, in a point of fear, but you are delivering me. I was depressed, but you delivered me. That it was your hand, that I was lonely. I didn't know how things are going to connect. I didn't know how you're going to make things work together for me. I didn't know how I'm going to get out of this situation, but you delivered me. I didn't know how I'm going to pay the rent next month, but you delivered me. But you were the Jehovah Jireh. You were the Jehovah, my provider. You must go to the experience first. You to have a testimony that you only can understand. That when you speak people, they undermine your testimony. But in your space of privacy, it makes you cry because you have seen the tangible power of the Lord. It is your personal experience. Listen to this Romans chapter 6, verse 5, verse 14. Are we going deeper? He has paid it all. Né? So, some of us, we think that um, us being in Christ, it means that things are going to work smoothly. If you start with Christ, you must understand there we are a point where God is going to demand more from you. For we have been, I hope you are there. Né? Romans chapter 5 verse 14. I'll try to read this one very slowly. Né? I hope you can hear me. For we have been united together. In the likeness of his death. I'm reading it again. It's the same scripture that I read in 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 the one that I read in Romans 6, verse 8. We are still in the same chapter. For we have been united together with in the likeness of his death. Certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. I wanna I wanna pause there. Listen to this. For we have been united together in the likeness of his death. Certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Okay, So when you are united with Christ, you must die first so that you may experience the resurrection. What is the resurrection? Resurrection has to do with life and love with abundance. So what happens is that everything that the enemy killed in your life, now just Christ begins to resurrect it. They begin to come alive. You must understand something. The main point that you receive your salvation is not only that you may be free from sin and you may be free from sinning because most of them we focus there. But the main point is for you to be able to let God walk you in the menu that He has created for you, in the manuscript that He has for you. I ought to get not your own manuscript, but His manuscript, not your own plans, but His plans, not your own Jeremiah 29, verse 11, but His Jeremiah 29, verse 11, the one that He has for you. So you, get, you begin to experience the resurrection of life the resurrection of life it begins where in your spirit it begins then it manifests in your flesh knowing this let's continue that our old man was crucified with him that we that the body of sin might be done away with that the body of sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves of sin for he who has died has been freed from sin he has died. Who, who has died? He has been freed from sin. What is Paul saying? Paul is reminding you something that the Apostle John wrote. I ought to that in him we live, that in him we have our being. I owe to them. He's reminding us the scriptures that the Apostle John in him, that in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. That as he is, we are. So if he's free, also we must be free. Because the blessings of Abraham are ours in Christ Jesus. We can only call Abraham the father if you acknowledge Jesus Christ as your Lord and and Savior. I hope you're with me. Can we move on? Let's move on. Now, if we died with Christ and we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ has been raised from the dead, that's no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. Death no longer has what? Dominion over him. For death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. The life that he lives, he lives to to God. All together. So the, when you die from, from, your, from, from, from yourself, when you really walk in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, and you die from yourself and you carry your cross, now the life you live, you live it for all. You live to manifest the light of the Lord. You become the lampstand that is not put under the table, but on top of the, the table. I hope you're hearing me, Basala. Can we continue? Listen to this. Likewise, you also reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. He's telling the Romans, "Therefore do not sin do not let sin reign in your mortal body. Do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lust. Do not present your members as an instrument of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourself to God as being alive from the dead. I Your members as instrument of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under the grace. You are not, not under the law, but under grace. So sin shall not have dominion over you. Sin has no dominion over you. I don't care if you sinned yesterday. Sin has no dominion over you. You choose and say, Jesus Christ. This is how you choose liberty. You say, Jesus Christ, come into my life. Invade my life. Yes, I may be feeling lonely right now, but Lord invade my life. I altogether. So for sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. Verse 14. Very powerful. So you, you, you won't be perfect, but you have the perfect Savior that is that is that is committed to do what? To help you. The journey won't be perfect. Let me say you won't be perfect. That's the wrong way. Forgive me. God forbid. You are perfect because God says you are perfect. I altogether. But the journey may not be perfect. You may not be in a point whereby you are doing things consistently in a way of honoring Him every day. I altogether. But God will make sure that there will be a season whereby you're tapping in the season of consistency because God wants you to be perfect. I altogether. And when you do that, you will never go back anymore. Because there will be an anointing that has been, been sharpening. So you must understand, you don't get to stay in the word of God within like that. It takes time, but who needs to be able to, to do that? You must be able to push yourself. You push yourself from bed and you pray. You push yourself and you, you, you read the word of God. That's why it's very important that you get a hard copy rather than a cell phone copy. Too much distraction here. You can never say I'm reading the word of God, but you're using this. You need to have a hard copy. You need to have a place where you can feel the sanctuary and the presence of the Lord. So that you can be a, so the Holy Spirit, so that the law, which is the mirror, can reveal your true character. And the spirit word, which is the word of God, that is ushered by the spirit, can do what can start to work in your heart. Why? Because Jesus Christ paid it for all, paid it all. All these things, they are yours because Jesus Christ paid it all. So Jesus Christ does not call you a sinner. Why? Because he has paid it all at the cross. He shed his blood for you. And his name is Jesus Christ. And we run to us, we run to him because he's a strong tower. We run to him because he's a strong tower. Let me just go through so I can be able to close this nicely. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. This one you already know. You must keep it in your, in your mind. It's one of our scriptures that we have as a church, that we follow as a church. Listen to this. I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live it by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So the main point here is identity. You can write it down. The main point here is what? Identity. So most of us, we suffer from identity. Listen here. God wants you to walk in the personality that he has for you. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. But for you to walk in the identity that he has for you, you must acknowledge that you have been crucified with Christ. That is no longer you who live, but Christ lives in, in you. That the life that you live right now, you don't live it according to the flesh, but you live it in faith in the Son of God. Who loved you and gave himself for you? He loved you and gave himself for you altogether. That's why I, I like to say many... One body, but many personalities. Because I don't need people duplicating my personalities. We are not going to win if you do that. We are not going to win souls. But I want you to work in your own fashion style. Come on, somebody. I want you to work in your own fashion. Um, um, a speech of Christ. I want you, when you preach, I can, I can drink from your well. But for me to drink from your well, you must work in your well. For me to drink from your wine skin, God must be able to pour a new wine skin and find the wine skin clean. I ought to get, so that we can drink from your wine skin. I'm not talking about alcohol, Bazalone, those who are listening our podcast, I'm talking about <laughs> you being a vessel of God and the wine being the word of God that we can receive from you. I to get. So for you to be that, you must be able to. God wants to. God wants to work in you. God wants you to have this holy um, character that a lot of um, um, Christians don't want to have because they they feel like the world is gonna judge them. Uh, you are too holy. Yes, you must be too holy. We want you to be too holy. We want you to be too scriptural. Want you want to even when you make jokes, you make scriptural jokes. That's how we want you. That's how we want you to behave. I ought to get. That's how we want you to be. We want you when when we press you we, we, you don't say mama away but you say Jesus Christ. That's how we that's how we are going to be able to be differentiated from the children of disobedience to the children of God. So you can win. I ought to get. You can win when you understand that his your life belongs to him. I ought to get. You can win please write this down. You can win when you know that he, your life belongs to him. You can win when you know that your life belongs to him. And number two, and his spirit lives in you. I hope you are writing down. Number one, you can win when you know that your life belongs to him. Number two, that his spirit lives in you. Number three, I hope you. I hope I'm not quick. Nah? Number one, you can win when you know that your life belongs to him. Number two, you can win when you know that his spirit lives in you. Number two, you can, I mean, number three, you can win when you know that you are dead from sin. You are dead from sin. That's number three. And number four, that you are alive in God. Come on, somebody. Can we clip Jesus Christ Can we give Jesus Christ, I don't know, applause right there? Come on, come on. I'm going to repeat myself for those who didn't hear me, né? You can win when you know that your life belongs to Him. And you can win when you know that His Spirit lives in you. And you can win when you know that you are dead from sin. And you can win. When you know that you're alive to God. I want to remind you something. The Holy Spirit has no barrier. Wherever you are, the Holy Spirit, the angels of the Lord are ministering to you right now. I want to wherever you may be listening, listening to this podcast, the Holy Spirit is ministering because we, 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 he, he's not moved by any tangible thing. He can, he can penetrate every territory if you believe. I hope that you have wrote that down. Eh? Can I move on then we can be able to close this. Eh? Listen to this. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. This is so very powerful. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it at the day of Jesus Christ. I ought to get, what is this the day of Jesus Christ? This is the day that you leave this world. This is the day when you finish strong, you don't finish because it's not how we start, it is how we finish. Being confident of this very thing, that he who who has begun a good work in you Will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. That He who has begun a good work. There's a good work in you that God has begun, and God wants to accomplish it. God wants to make sure that He He finishes it well. But He needs you. I want you to hear what I'm saying. He needs you. He cannot do it without you. God cannot build the temple without you. Come on, He could not build it without Solomon. All together, God could not deliver the children of Moses, the children of Israel from Egypt without Moses. Come on, someone! God is looking for Moses. God is looking for Joseph. God could not feed the children of Israel who were who are experiencing hunger through without calling Joseph ahead. Come on, someone. Some of you need to go ahead, and it's going to be painful to go ahead. I hope I'm speaking to someone. You are needed by God, but He needs you to be involved so that you can get where He's taking you, because He doesn't want you to stumble. Remember we talked about it He doesn't want you to to he doesn't want the rock to be offense to you. I hope to get it. He doesn't want you to walk in disobedience of his word. Sometimes he will rather delay you rather than being rather than leading you to go in a place whereby you're going to be disobedient in his sight. I hope to get it. so God needs you so the the the, invent- the invitation for you to be able to grow in him is already there. He say, "Hey, come unto my table, let us dine together." Let me let me share my plans with you. Let me show what I want to do. Let me show because the aim, the aim thing as we come to the Lord is to know His assignment that He has for the whole world, not our own assignment. Come on, somebody. I hope you hear what I'm saying, eh? Not your own assignment, but God. What is your assignment in this season? How are you increasing your kingdom? How are we you moving us as as an individual, as a church, to be able to do Your will? Listen to this, eh? The cross. Um, was empty so that you may receive your freedom. Listen to that. Please write it down. The cross was empty so that you may receive your your freedom. The cross was empty. Some of you are like, How is the cross empty? Yes, the cross was empty. Jesus Christ had to be removed from the cross and be put into a tomb. I ought to get. Now, if they left him there, there was a man who came and said, Can I please have his body? I ought to get. Can I please have the but someone is coming in and we are about to engage <laughs> Ne, I ought to get the cross was empty so that we may receive our freedom a new life victory a new life and victory so in him we receive a new life and victory that's what I want you to know I all together so remember he has paid it all the cross was empty so that you may receive what you may receive freedom I all to get so you may receive a new life and victory. Can we please clap hands for Jesus Christ right now? Hallelujah. Can we please clap hands for Jesus Christ? So this way we're gonna end. Come on, you can do better than that. You can do better than that. You can do you can do, you can do better than that. Come on, somebody. We can do better than that. We we we, we are about to close right now. We welcome you Honor um XY <laughs> We welcome you, but we are about to end our service right now. Uh, we just ended our sermon right now. And be blessed. So remember, guys, the cross was empty so that you may receive your freedom and your life and victory. It was empty. I know it's something that is it, 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 it triggers your mind. I wanted it to be like that. Amen. So we'll speak about it one day. So this way we end and may you be greatly blessed. Can I bless you? Can you raise up your hands and bless your week? You uh, can you can open your your your, your camera, uh, uh, woman of God or men of God, um, whoever you are. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, thank you for your grace, thank you for your mercy. Father, I thank you that you have paid it all for us. Thank you, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you have you have emptied the cross so that we may receive freedom. A new life and victory. For as we are going through through this week, may this word not depart from us. May we know that we are winners and not sinners. May we not let the enemy despise the small beginnings in us that you are continuing to work in us, because we will have started a good work in your children, and let it be so. We receive it and we believe it. And I declare and I decree right now. Let it. Uh, manifest unto reality into our life. but I cover every individual with the blood of Jesus Christ. I cover them with the Holy Ghost fire. I declare the angels of the Lord to usher them in everywhere they go and may they trust in you, o Lord. Father, I rebuke every spirit of fear that may hinder them to become what you've called them to be. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. May we all say <laughs> amen in this house. Come on. Amen. 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 So we end here, Um Continue to stay in the Word of God. Um, Continue to share our podcast. Uh, That's where we're going to end today. And have a blessed evening, blessed Sunday. We love you. Thank you for listening to our church podcast. We believe and have faith you are delivered, healed, and transformed into the likeness of God in Christ. For more ways to partner with us, do contact us via our church email, give directly into our PayPal link, or visit our church website. We love you and be blessed.